tilt jake says hello also man to say that this has been a day for technical difficulties is an understatement this is i don't know the third fourth fifth time i have tried to go live this morning <laughs> and now my dog is barking so Great. We'll just carry on. I hope you're having a better day than I am. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not the only one experiencing some technical difficulties. The Soyuz MS-10 spacecraft um, was supposed to deliver two crewmates to the International Space Station this morning, but one of the boosters had a problem and the launch was aborted. Fortunately, the two uh, men that were in the spacecraft, they are fine, but the Soyuz did have to make a ballistic landing. Um, a few days ago, I talked about what it's like to land in the Soyuz. Uh, you might want to go take a look at that video. Um, unfortunately, these, these two guys did not have the benefit of... Um, of the features of Soyuz that are designed to make the landing a little more comfortable. Um, but let's let's take a look at the launch and uh, I'll tell you what I know. This is uh, the Soyuz on top of the rocket at the Baikonur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan. Uh, I'm just going to play this and let you listen in on the conversation between the astronauts and the um, ground control. They are using an interpreter. So the woman's voice that you hear is the interpreter for um, the Russian cosmonaut that is communicating with ground control. So here we go. Take a listen. From the booster. Thirty seconds now until launch. Ground umbilical to the third stage has been disconnected, and in just a moment, the second umbilical tower will separate. Power on board. There's the second tower. Command for ignition. Oxygen. Launch command has been issued. Seven, six, five, four, three. Two, one. Engine turbo pump at speed. Engine at maximum thrust. Lift off. And there is liftoff of the Soyuz MS-10 to the International Space Station, carrying Nick Haig and Alexei Obchinin to the orbital complex. This again is Nick Haig's first 
Time to uh, launch to space and Alexei Ovchinin's second. Hearing good first stage performance for the Soyuz, delivering 930,000 pounds of thrust from its four boosters and single engine. In the first stage, the Soyuz measures 68 feet in length and 24 feet in diameter. It's burning liquid fuel for the first two minutes and six seconds of flight. Everything up to this point is normal. 60 seconds into the flight. The pressure in the chamber is nominal. One copy, uh, everything is well on board. They're feeling well. Thank you. Copy. Everything proceeding as uh, intended for today's flight. Now just a little over a minute into it. The velocity of the Soyuz is about 1,100 miles per hour. I'm going to stop this for just a second and point out a couple of things. First, they're, they're traveling at 1,100 miles an hour. That's crazy. I'm going to back this up because when I saw this at first, I thought, uh-oh, that's the problem. But actually, I look back at some other launches, and that's typical. So let's keep going. Copy. Uh, everything is well on board. They're feeling well. Thank you. Copy. Everything proceeding as a... Intended for today's flight, now just a little over a minute into it, the velocity of the Soyuz is about 1,100 miles per hour. <coughs> View here of the crew inside the Soyuz, now making their way to the International Space Station. Nick Haig there at the top of the screen and Alexei Ovchinin at the bottom. Still, everything is fine. View here of the Soyuz making its way into space. Everything looking good, proceeding nominally. Inaudible. And we have the escape tower for the Soyuz now jettisoned. Okay, that looked kind of crazy right there, but that actually is normal too. The escape, the escape tower has jettisoned. The escape tower is designed to uh, throw the part of the spacecraft that carries the astronauts clear of the launch area in case something goes wrong. Well, the this problem happened after the escape tower was jettisoned, so that didn't help them out at all. Now this, of course, is an animation. Continuing nominally. Four strap-on boosters have been jettisoned and they've completed their job, dropped away at an altitude of 28 statute miles. So he's traveling about 3,350 uh, 3, miles an hour. This obviously isn't, that was an animation showing um, what is expected, but here we start to get indications that something's wrong. Is it emergency booster two minutes forty five seconds? The uh, emergency, the failure of the booster. 
Okay, so they have de detected that there was a problem, and the crew above, the crew in the capsule are communicating with ground control um, uh, to talk about w what happened, what information do they each have on e on each end. Um, the crew is okay. They determined that right away. Uh, they also have power in the spacecraft, so that's good. 190 seconds into the flight, so he's traveling in, in about 4,700 miles uh, per hour. Don't be in a hurry. Burlaki, copy. We are in uh, weightlessness, you know, according to our sensations. So the crew, they are high enough above the Earth now that they are in free fall. They are experiencing weightlessness. Uh, the problem here is that the booster, because the booster malfunctioned, they don't have enough velocity to get into the orbit they need to get into in order to rendezvous with the space station. So, um, there's really not much more to see other than the concerned people in the um, in mission control in Roscosmos. But what is what we do know is that the capsule was able to successfully land in in a ballistic reentry. So it plummeted to the earth with really not much to slow it down. Um, the rescue teams were sent out to the land the landing side or the crash site if you want to call that call it that. Uh, the two crew members are safe and they are okay. They have been taken back to Baikonur Cosmodrome and I think they've been flown to somewhere else in um, Russia to get any medical attention that they need and um, then we'll see you know what happens next. But this brings up some interesting questions. What is going to happen now? because all Soyuz flights are grounded until they can figure out what went wrong. And right now, Soyuz is our only way to get people to and from the space station. So the people that are up there are not stuck. They have a lifeboat they can use to come back. But as far as sending people up there, now we don't have any way to do that. This is also not the first problem that we've seen with the Soyuz spacecraft recently. You may have heard a few, it may have been a month or more ago, there was a hole in the space station um, and they were scrambling to try to figure out where they were losing the pressure. And it turns out it was in the Soyuz spacecraft that was docked to the station. And... Um, from the investigations, it appears that that hole was there before it got to the station, so that's concerning. Uh, these spacecraft have been in service for a long time, and they've been the workhorse for the 
transportation to and from the station. So this, I believe this is going to put some extra pressure on NASA as well as the private um, space companies that they are working with, such as SpaceX, um, to develop our own crew module that so we can deliver, we can launch and deliver astronauts to and from the space station from U.S. soil using U.S. components. Um, this isn't a dig against the Russians, though. I mean, let's let's hand it to them. The Russians have consistently proven their their um, technological expertise in terms of space exploration. And uh, the good news is, is that everyone is safe. No one was hurt. So. As I learn more, I will share that with you. If you have questions, I don't know if I'll have the answers, but let me know in the comments. And um, in the meantime, I guess uh, look up at the sky and think about all the wondrous things that are there to explore. And remember that it is dangerous, but it's still worth it.